Welcome to the Outlaw Printmaker Podcast. They're so bad. Outlaw Printmakers Podcast is brought to you by Talkash Press. For all of your printing needs and desires, be sure to visit TalkashPress.com. They've got you covered for big and beautiful presses for your home or school studio, as well as the best selection and prices on printmaking and drawing paper anywhere online. Wow. Are you recording? Are we, are we live? We're live. Cool, man. It's good to see you. It's Even though I kind you. of saw you yesterday. I know. But Why? it was brief. I don't remember. What the hell were we talking about? There was I don't something. know. We saw each other live. There well, was some... not live. It was on yeah, Zoom. I know, man. This is all blurring together. But I can so for the audience that's listening to us right now, we can see each other, you know, Carlos and I. And I'm looking at his really nice cushy looking book stacked and orderly clean new studio space yeah nice how yeah. is it how is it um well <laughs> to be honest with you i haven't done too much in it uh, well, uh just one thing gets in the way of another and uh i'm doing some digital work right now like some graphic design stuff just trying to trying to make a buck you yeah. know and uh and i've been going into the studio and working there but uh at burning bones proper at burning bones press and um i've done a few things i've heard of that place yeah i've heard of that i've heard that yeah i've heard of it in fact you've done some work there i've done a little bit of work there my my studio is done i am now working in my new studio is that right which is weird. It's really weird. I love it, but it's different, man. Walking, wow. waking up in the morning at eight o'clock or well, waking up before eight o'clock, but at eight o'clock, getting my coffee and walking down to the end of the yard to the big, the big evil Prince barn now and making work out there all day. It, it's different, man. And then midway through the day, I come up, I grab a sandwich, bother Jen a little bit. <laughs> then I walk back down to the to the studio and, and i work till about 5 30. Well, and and what, what are you doing in there i'm carving man i'm back to carving i'm working on the big scotland project i'm back on that now well so. um so i mean the stuff that you were carving in the studio that uh i can see behind you now this is my uh, lower bunker studio so okay what okay so what are you doing in there what well, you, I'm yeah. doing my, I do my small stuff like on Saturday and Sunday when I want to stay in my pajamas. And well, <laughs> and you know, the, 
the prints that you were printing, the smaller stuff, is it in the studio behind you or is it? Yeah, I print the small stuff in the bunker space where I have the small talkish in there. And then down at the the big space, down at the end of the yard, I got my main workroom and the big blocks and the big presses and all that shit. And it's all set up basically. There's just a few more things left to do, but it, man, it was six full months of renovation and everything on that place, man. I don't know how we did it in the middle of all this bullshit. I have no clue how we did it, how we pulled it off. But somehow I raised the money as I went and just pulled it off. And now I don't have to drive into the city every day anymore. And we can hole up here and hide out, which is the way it looks like we're all going to have to be for the rest of the year. You know? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm sad. This is so. I go to uh, New York Party every oh. year for the last. Uh, I don't know, <sighs> several years now. And we have a good I time out there, that. Carlos. We have an amazing time in New York, and um, it's all online this year. Oh man! But everything, you know, along with mm. everything, I'm not surprised. You know what, though, man. What might end up happening is people might actually buy shit for a change. You I've know, been selling stuff online. I have too, man. I, that COVID print I did, man. I sold all ten of those for the for the pre sale. You know, that's going to carry us for a bit. You know, people are buying stuff online. Magnet told oh, me I, I want to get they one were, of those. Okay, we'll talk about it. <laughs> you okay. can have one you can have one definitely I'll you're my you best my... friend i'm gonna give you a print of course i'm gonna uh, here's what i'll i'll trade you one of my covid prints those the three the three set ones we'll do so a covid for covid flush the trade turd, the flush the turd, flush the turd. <laughs> november 3rd i gotta hang that and then studio, there's man. that reverend going covid 19 oh i love that one with the lightning bolts and shit yeah. Oh, what's that guy's name? What is that guy's it's name? It's escaping me now. But, He's been um, on television for years, one of yeah, these televangelists. And, and you know what? He, um, he, he used to be a rock. I heard somebody tell me, what? you know, that guy was a rockabilly star. In this, Get in out. No way. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me, though, man. He probably was a rockabilly star. Probably. It makes total sense in a weird way because he still kind of has the look. Yeah, that crazed, wild look. Are you looking him up to find out yeah, what his name I'm is? Yeah, I'm looking you him get, up. What is his name? What's this D-bag's name? Oh, his name is um, uh, uh, Kenneth Copeland. Oh, yeah, he's a famous one. Yeah, Kenneth Copeland's a nutbag, man. He's that, he's that guy that, that uh, said he needed that million-dollar jet. Yeah, that's because, right. Uh, that's right. Jesus doesn't want him to be uh, surrounded by uh, by devil worshippers. <laughs> by devil worshippers in the public place. The one that got me is when he like he looked at the camera. He goes, "I'm going to blow the COVID away." <sighs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was far, that was far out, man. People and people, into it, man. people loved it. You know, people they start were, speaking uh, in tongues. And... Oh, yeah. So he was like, he would say something, and then the deacons would repeat it like, <laughs> like they were like robots, kind of like, kind of like the orange football. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he'll say something, and, orange and then all the other people are just like, oh, yeah. 
Orange yes. McFuck stick. That guy. Oh, hey, so what the latest Trump, Trump thing is yesterday, he told people to go vote twice in North Carolina. Way to and go. it's a fucking felony to vote twice. Dipshit. What a, who, who voted for this guy? I want to tell you what, man. I'll tell so you this, dude. If there is any veteran out there at this point yes. that votes for this guy, they need a fucking head transplant because that guy does not give a shit about our armed forces at all Uh, you know let me tell you uh, he never visits them you you know like you see other presidents like hey you know yeah obama bush uh they were visiting the troops you know yada yada he he rarely i just saw a headline before we got on here I just saw a headline before we got in there. Trump has been quoted as saying that all people that died in wars are losers and suckers. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Somebody quoted him. Know. He said that. You know, fuck that guy. And fuck his whole fucking family, too. Oh, yeah, the robots. <laughs> they want to be a... Yeah. What is that? Movie? Did you watch, it was did you watch the convention? <laughs> Did you watch the convention? Did you watch that? No, I watched some of it. It was so gloomy. I watched it all. Like, oh, man. I watched all All of it from the opening to the closing. If you vote for Biden, all this tragedy is going to happen. You're going to have MS-13 moving next to you. You're going to have drug drug addicts. People are going to commit suicide. You know what it looked like to me? It looked like the modern version of Jonestown on TV. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Jonestown. Remind me of that too. These fucking people, man, they have lost their minds. They have, and you know what, man? Fuck them. You don't want to wear a mask? Fuck you. I'm, I'm past the point of caring. Uh, if you can't care for yourself or anybody else, you, fuck you. You, you're, you go, you need to be in the hole in the ground, son. You know, just you want to be that way. Fuck yeah, you. I know. Man. I mean, these are the same people who want to open up America again. Let's get this open. We got to open this up. But you know what? I'm gonna a, little, a little side thing though that I don't. I'm kind of over. Is you know, and we've got some friends that do this, and I don't mean anything disrespectful about them. And I'm probably going to sure. get some shit for this. Sure you don't, Huck. I just am over the whole artist making masks thing. <laughs> Man. I didn't I, know any artists were making masks. Oh, my God. They're everywhere. Lives. They're everywhere, dude. Yeah? I don't care. I don't, you know... I, I probably shouldn't have said anything. That's bad of me. I apologize to everyone. That's just my little gripe today out there. Well, if you're at home making any... masks with cool designs on it, fucking, that's fucking awesome. I well, just let me get, tell you, it gets old after. It's not getting edited. <laughs> this ain't going to be edited. <laughs> Fuck no. Oh you know what, though, man? You know what? You, what? Look, pre- you look pretty good. Who? You do. You look oh, all really? healthy and shit and happy. 
Well, you know, I'm happy because I'm I'm looking at you, and we're you're happy you know, because we drink, you know. You're happy because Amy's treating you good right now. Probably That's what it is, you know, and Sophia is beautiful, I, and you got it made, man. We, well, here's the deal. I mean, um, I needed some rest. I had been traveling. I'd been doing shit, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I needed to work on my skin a little bit. <laughs> 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 you you had Bill on the road straight for what oh, three yeah. years? Yeah, man. And, You're like a uh, band. So I mean, you know, do a little do a little something here. It looks good. We need to give a shout out to the speedball people who treated me very, very, very nicely. What did week. they do? Uh, what's what's her name? I'm blanking, blanking. She's the one that runs the whole show, oh, and she's Kelly. awesome, Kelly. Kelly sent me a care package of all of those amazing color custom inks. I, I have got more Sean Star Wars green guided by green than you can shake a stick at. I'm going to do, I'm going to do one of the COVID prints one or two or three only in that green. I'm going to print a couple of them in that. And so there's going to be some weird kind of crossover of gambling and speedball. I told him, I'm going to, they're going to be two different brands of inks in one print and I'm going to put it out there and it's going to be cool. And she seemed pretty excited about it, you know, but she took care of me, man. She sent me this cool speedball posse banner to hang in the, in the new shop. And it looks I'm really jealous. good. Burning Bones doesn't even have a print posse banner. I beg her need for one. it. I Damn beg it. her for it. it she may have sent me yours, man. <laughs> Oh my God. She's sending me your shit, wait, and wait, I've done wait. nothing. Hold on, they sent you my banner. <laughs> Probably. Damn it's it. now a, it's now at Evil Prince. Oh my God. So when are you gonna when are you gonna come out here and do a print at the new shop, man? Um. <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess. I guess I see what the fall starts to look like. Because you know? man, if you quarantine and stay cool for two weeks, if you drove up here, the only people you're gonna see are me and Jen. And some hillbillies. Well, you'll see the meth Trump people. Uh-oh. Maybe a Klan rally or two. But <laughs> other than that, you <laughs> cross burning here. Oh, yeah. There. They'll look at one look at me and they'll be like, fresh meat. <laughs> no, you're El Kukui, man. You're <laughs> El Kukui. El Kukui, man. You're frightening. You can be frightening to them. I think they're more scared of you than they are, you are of them. Well, you know, they, they don't want me living next door to them. So I don't know. No, we'll no, see. you'll you'll be living next door to him for about a week. Why don't you? We should we should talk about this and figure out a way to get you up here just for a week to fuck around. Uh, I love that. I think that would be so. Can I smoke some cigars? Fuck, you can do whatever you want, man. Wow. So what else? What else has been going on, man? Well, um, so there was this press on um, on uh, Craigslist. Uh, you know, I've been checking Craigslist. I hate to be morbid about this. I really do. Oh, dude, did but you buy a there, dead person's no, press? No, but you know the COVID uh-huh. has done away with a few um, printmakers' presses yeah. Yeah. and just print shops, and a lot of things are kind of maybe uh, maybe they're for sale now. <laughs> anyway, well, look, I found a beautiful uh, AWT one arm press, and that's cool, man. So I I told John Hancock who's going to be our next guest in oh, a few minutes. Nice segue. I said, I said, you should get this press. It's it's like, it's so cheap. This must be a COVID buy or a COVID <laughs> sale, rather. 
and it would be a COVID buy for you. And he, and he's like, oh, you know, you can kind of already tell what he's the way he sounds. I might have to look into that. Might have anyway, to look into the, it, Mister Hernandez. Yeah, Mister Hernandez. Uh, anyway, so he uh, he texted me the next day. Looks like I'm the owner of our <laughs> Press. Look, man, the thing is with with equipment like that, I have a bad attitude about people selling equipment. Why? I What's wait wrong with them. That? I wait them out until they're desperate to get rid of it and don't give it to me. I very rarely buy it because I'll get calls like I've got an 18 foot by 25 foot press that I put in my dining room and now I'm in the divorce and I can't get it out. I built walls around it. And I'm like, well, I'll come out and look at it for you. And then I'll go out and look at it and say, it can't be moved. And then they'll be like, you've got to get it out of here. I'm like, I want $3,000 for it. I'm like, sorry, I'm not going to give you $3,000 for it. And then I'll go home and I won't hear from him for two or three weeks. And no one wants to pay that amount of money for a used piece of equipment. And then I just wait and they'll say, okay, if you can get it, just come and get it and I'll give it to you. And that's how I get some of my equipment and have over the years. You know, there are a lot of people that have uh, their eyes are bigger than their stomach when it comes to printmaking equipment. Yeah. And yeah. they think they're going to use it, and then they get it, and it sits there, and it becomes a bookshelf. They need to pay for their infraction against the print gods of wasting equipment for years when there are plenty of people who would give the right and left nut to have even, like, a table to hand rub shit on in a lot of cases. Yes. Let's segue into what our – I think these yes. people have had enough of our life plans. Yeah. Um, okay. We have – the amazing Hancock brothers on this podcast. We what do. is, okay. What's your first memory of seeing them perform? Do you remember? Wow. I don't remember the first time. I don't remember. I don't even remember. God, but, I uh, I've seen them so many times. I couldn't remember either. And I thought you might have like a, first time no, i don't remember it's I just don't remember at all well part first. of the problem is when oh, you see in that by the time the hancock brothers are performing everybody's pretty well oiled i mean <laughs> it's always lot. been there I, yeah. I remember uh, um i do remember meeting john for the first time yeah but you went to school with john yeah we went to school together he was your teacher he was my he was my ta he was a grad. He was a grad teacher, and I was the undergrad. And that's when the first time I met him. But then later on, you know, we lost touch. Yeah. For a while, and then yeah. later on, we, we reconnected. That's. Funny. And I do remember meeting his other brother. You know, there's another brother. I know. Mom. I've never met. The, I've never met the the other brother. I only. <laughs> he is not in yeah. the arts. No, apparently. he's not in the arts. Apparently, <laughs> I, and uh, I think we're going to hear about him. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit. We're going to have to – this one, there was a little bit of technical difficulties yeah. with John. So we're, we're going to do another segment. So when you guys hear this out there, you're going to get a, a, a jumble of two different occasions that Carlos and I spoke with them mm -hmm. on. And they were, they were a riot, man. Uncle Chuck is the man. He that is. dude is the man. He is. He, and he's, he's the, the older he's – the, he's the eldest brother. He's one of the best people ever, you know. And uh, his other job, his uh, not his art job, his other job, he's a um, he's a janitor, right? That's he's right. A, at a school. 
I bet right. he's got a hell of a time dealing with this shit now. Oh yeah. God, yeah, they're, I, what they're waylaying him with could only, I can only imagine. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. He, uh, I guess we'll find out a little bit about that too. He's a big, you know what? I got to ask you another thing here. Mm-hmm. One more thing. Yes, so sir. what are, what have you been listening to lately? What's your music oh. of choice lately in the studio and in your everyday goings on? Um, you know, um, I've been doing a little bit of uh, like world music. What? You know, yeah, you know, like, like stuff from Puerto Rico, stuff from Cuba. Really? Well, I didn't see uh, that one coming. Uh, German stuff. Yeah, I've just been listening to world music. A lot of South African music, and that's cool. just you know, not that's not everything I'm listening to. And of course, I'm always listening to some rock and roll, yeah, and some soul, and some good uh, old school country. But I mean, uh, that's kind of the new thing, and that's because I've had time to research mm-hmm. and look. Yeah, and that's it. what I've been doing too. I'm not listening to world music, but uh, dude, you're gonna think I'm crazy. I have been rediscovering a bunch of stuff and one of the little nuggets i've just been diving into is casey and the sunshine band have you heard those fucking records dude i only even heard you know the hits those albums those albums are stacked with songs like that super tight man what a fantastic band Good 70s. I mean, the whole band. and It's, uh, it's really yeah. not. It's disco, but it's funk, too. It's like... What does what Kissy stand for? Does it stand for Kansas City? No. No, I think it's... Uh, Kansas City and the Sunshine Band, right? Because No, his is name Kansas, is Casey. But isn't Kansas the Sunshine State? I thought it was Casey Kasem. I thought he was the head of that band. What? <laughs> no, Jesus. No way. <laughs> I'm your what? boogeyman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coming right up. Then. Coming I'm right up. Here. Shake, shake, shake your booty. <laughs> no, man. I, I've been into Casey and the Sunshine Band. Yeah. Status quo, believe it or not, that band. And, That's and, where uh, I like De- it. Desmond Decker. You know who Desmond Decker is? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God, I've been into that. So there, that's what I've been obsessing over lately. Wow. I might throw a little boogie in there for y'all oh, to lead yeah. into the amazing Hancock Brothers. I'm your so boogie man. Oh, that's perfect. perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. All right. Over to you, Hancocks. Okay. See you on the other side. Beware of the Astro Zombies. They mutilate, they torture, they kill. Spine-tingling horror, unspeakable shock, and breathless excitement will grip you as you watch living organs ripped from the bodies of voluptuous females as beating hearts and throbbing brains are transplanted to create the Astro Zombies. Cringe in terror, scream in fright as these skull-faced monsters strike blindly at living flesh and the motion picture screen flows in the blood-drenched wake of the Astro Zombies. The beautiful, voluptuous, deadly, vicious satana a woman who would stop at nothing to gain control over the astro zombies whose creed was kill 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 john carradine as the deranged scientist wendell corey as the doctor who opposes him match wits in this bloody sadistic terror-filled suspense-laden horror film of brutal mutilations and senseless killings as the astro zombies go berserk and threaten a city with death watch it and you die a thousand deaths the astro zombies in color come 
coming soon to your local theater. What podcast is this? I forgot. Oh, God, it's been a while, hasn't it? Well, we've know. got two very extinct, 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 extinct was right. Extinct <laughs> friends, foes. Wow. We've got the badass, amazing Hancock brothers right here. Do we? Are they Mexican? Uh, we play Mexicans. We can play a Mexican. Yeah, oh, I can play I a Mexican. Wait, who was that? Was that Chuck? Or is it a Mexican? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> so look, I'm a, I'm a Mexican. Might be. <laughs> We're off to a flying good start here. All right. So yes. Hey, I'm uh, the only. We... I'm the only white guy here. So. All right. We're all I've, artists. We're artists of color. Hug up, man. You look like some mixed race redneck or something, man. I don't know. <laughs> I am a bit of a redneck, yes. So yes, you wear it well, we, bro. Thanks, Chuck. Thank we you had the much. amazing Hancock brothers with us today, both Charles and John from Waxahachie, Texas. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo! Can I ask? Can I ask you guys a question? Yes, off. sir. Are you two really brothers? <laughs> we are. We are. Uh, are we brothers? Yes. Yes. Yes, we're brothers. Okay. John, would you like um, to elaborate? Can I ask you another uh, question? What's that? How long have y'all been brothers? That's <sighs> yeah, a good question. Oh, I don't know. Most of my life, that as far as I can remember. <laughs> okay. There was, hey, there was a time where Charles didn't have any brothers. So he's older. Chuck, no. you're older. Yes, sir. I'm I older. He went missing. <laughs> he went missing? He went yeah. missing for a couple of weeks. What happened? And then what somebody happened found him. They what found him on a cabbage him? truck. <laughs> okay. So, you know, so, you know what they did then, uh, Huck? What? They took me to the principal's office. Yeah. And my parents, they were in the office talking to the uh, principal. Mm -hmm. And I overheard the principal say this, Mr. and Mrs. Hancock, your son is most definitely retarded. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? What the hell? Oh my God! Well, that was before they had the internet. From the get go, man. <laughs> that was before the internet. If I'd have, if, if they'd have said the that, internet, if man. they'd have said that about me, I'd have ran home and googled that shit right away. What's that mean? Um, What's that mean? Okay, like so let's hear some history. Who here's some history. got into printmaking first? I did. I took this course in. Uh, uh, printmaking 101. Where? And at Baylor University. Oh, that's that religious school. It's a religious school. We could not. And it, during our stay there, we did not draw from nude models one time. Really? Could y'all dance naked? We danced naked in the moonlight on LSD and um, Lone Star. Okay. One day, one night. The beer? Night to, it was the night of the Halloween. The Halloween. It was the night of the Leapers. It was the night of the Leapers. You know, I was almost faculty at Wacko University. <laughs> boy. They would have hung your ass. Boy. I know, man. They brought me down there. I was a finalist. They offered me the job at Baylor. And I got the gig 
and then they yanked it while we were loading up our moving truck when the chancellor saw my work. <laughs> that is so wrong. That yeah, is so wrong. Yours has a biblical, a biblical feel to it, Huck, yeah, and a, that's always, what drew me to it. I don't know what the f Boy, you dodged a big bullet, cowboy. I did dodge bullets, so I wouldn't have worked out at Baylor, for sure. So so then you took printmaking first, but then, so, John, you were like, what the fuck am I going to do? I guess I'll do that, too. No. I was a, jur I was a journalism major, and then I'd go hang out with Charles in the print shop, and he'd make all this cool stuff, and... Uh, and uh, let me go. I found my. You got to use the bathroom? John's got to use the bathroom. I, I think John took a bathroom break. No, I. Uh, no, this is the first really? woodcut that I did. I found this block. Oh, yeah. Is that the, is that the first print, one? You should print that up now, man. That's cool. Yeah. Isn't that the. Uh, you're yeah, saying that's the okay. very first woodblock you ever did in your whole life? Yeah. Oh my Charles God. Charles is doing printmaking and stuff. That's kind of cool. Okay. I like okay. it. So both like of you, too. both of you, how did you get into the performance angle of what you did? Because everyone that we we've been around and people that know you know and are familiar with your your amazing Hancock brother performances. And where did that come from? What was the first thing that sparked the performance part of what you did? How did that start? John? Um, I think we, uh, we used it as a ploy at an opening. We used to have these openings where we would, um, we'd buy all this cheap, shitty booze just um, and serve it to people and get them drunk to uh, stay at the opening and maybe buy stuff, trick them into buying some art. And um, we'd always say, oh, we're going to do uh, something special at 8.30, so y'all stick around. So we always had this uh, costume pageantry and buffoonery and hollering and uh, breaking stuff and shooting stuff. And now we just recite Keats. And I yeah. love it, by the but way. But you kind of still break shit. Yeah. We're, next ah. time we're gonna break some. We're gonna break some shit. Well, What's you have definitely been breaking the printmaking rules for a long time. But I, my my other question too is, I want to hear about your childhood. <laughs> I want to hear Me about too. the young Hancock. There's another Hancock brother, right? Like brother I want to hear about the family. There's Theo. That's who I met. I met Theo at Texas Tech, and uh, but so he's not part of the Hancock brother ensemble. Does he get jealous? No, I don't he think he's care. capable. So long as he has ESPN and Kentucky Fried Chicken, he's good. Really? <laughs> well, who wouldn't be? Well, wait a minute. Shit. Is he the youngest? He yeah. is the youngest, but he looks like the oldest. That's the Kentucky Fried Chicken at ESPN, motherfucker. <laughs> so y'all grew up in Waxahachie, Texas. Yes, sir. Your father is who, and what did he do? 
He's Billy Ray Hancock. He was born in Waco, Texas, but was raised in Waxahachie. In 53, at the end of the Korean War, he was drafted and sent to Japan to uh, monitor a uh, listening post as a teletype operator. And he met his, the love of his life, Yoshiko Rai, who changed her name to a more Americanized name, Peggy Hancock. She was up there on the island of uh, Hokkaido in Sapporo. And then they moved to Texas in August of 57 or 8 or somewhere around there. And the rest is history. Yeah, and then they, they, you're the spawn. Wow, so they had a uh, interracial marriage. Deep yes. Redneck country. Mm-hmm. In the, That's right. I love it. I love it. 50s and 60s, man. Oh my God! On the, man. on the heels of World War II and all the hating on it. On I mean, Asians. they've been in war with the Japanese, Koreans, and Vietnamese, and man. then we come along. Man. Mm-mm. Well, okay. So, was art encouraged in your household when you well, were Well, yes. John has a a a a, a turgid. Is it turgid? A quaint story about. Our mother teaching us how to uh, draw on uh, paper taken from uh, Raleigh uh, cigarettes. Relax. Yes, relax in a man's world with the quality pipe tobacco, Sir Walter Raleigh. Now in the pouch pack. Keeps 44% fresher. And talk about aroma. Smells grand, packs right, smokes sweet, can't bite, and now... It's back in a pouch. Well, we would have never saw you. We were uh, kind of like living out in the country. We're just like little feral children that uh, just wandering around out in the yard. Nobody lived near us. And Did you all ever wish you had a sister? No, we didn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> well, so did your mom make like Japanese dishes? Like, did you, were you taught anything Japanese? Were you taught any Japanese culture? How to take her shoes off before we go in the house. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's it, it, pretty much. She didn't teach us the language, um, but they sure thought we was Japanese. Oh my God. They Who? what? They fought people, there's only there's three people, three types of folk in uh, Waxhatchee. You got your white folks, your black folks, and your brown folks. And we didn't fit in any of them categories. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really try to pass as white at times and Mexican. And it was like, eh, eh. They didn't no get way. it, man. I think, or a high yeller, but it, no, no, hell no, man. I think, uh, you know, when we're around together, uh, everybody thinks y'all are Mexican. <laughs> well, it's, and it's, I know more Spanish than I do of, yeah. of Japanese. I can, you know, I can, you know, I, order a beer. No vale verga. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought when I first heard about you guys, I thought you were Mexican just because of the, I hadn't met you, but the imagery that I had seen, it's like, you know, Mexican mural hell raisin 
art with like some spiritual thrown in there mixed with some posada and stuff so i kind of had that tell us impression. more uh, and it well it just it it got me it hooked me the imagery first the collaborative things that i saw what about the crudeness of the uh delivery did that bother you at all it did not bother me and i'll tell you why because yes, it seems intentional but not in a bad way it seems like you so, were trying to fuck with people and that's what so inept in the is, so ineptness is the same as intentional no. <laughs> no i mean you could be fucking some it, it, i mean you could be a genius in the woods just carving shit and be original and be not the most polished skilled person and still be pulling it off but you can also be a professor someplace and not be able to draw worth a shit that's ineptitude I oh, I like that. that's, a, that's actually a very good um analogy there huck wow let's not call any names god damn it i mean the first time i remember like knowing john's work uh was uh when i was at texas tech and you know i would go through the gallery at texas tech in the art art department and and towards the end of the semester you would see some uh grad students and they were doing uh, uh the language of leaves and things like that <laughs> all these uh sort of weird just these sort of esoteric names for their show and then, you know, and I would look through it, you know, and I'd walk and I'd go to class. Anyway, uh, one day I'm going through the gallery and I see this show in there. And it's not just your average graduate show. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it was crazy. It was ghosts and monsters and weenies and all kinds of shit. And it was litho and... The litho stones that were used weren't used like for some sort of, you know, boring landscape. They were like crazy devils and things like that. And the name of the show was called, I think it was called Spooky Town. What was it called, John? I saw the show. Spooky Town. Do you remember the little area? That it was had Spooky a, Town. A, and I remember going to was kind of scary. and thinking like... Holy fuck, this, this is like, you know, it brought me back to my childhood, you know, like uh, Ed Roth, Ed Big Daddy Roth and collecting uh, bazooka uh, bubblegum cards and what all that stuff. It still mattered. Comic books, uh, Cream Magazine, Rock and Roll. Trousers Dress. All of I, that kind of stuff. I, I always impressed. thought that there was a punk element to it too you know there there's a definite punk element to y'all's work john would you scary. like to go into that punk rock didn't get to texas till 20 years after it was over yeah well that's so, the same thing with me that's yeah uh, we had a fever menudo yeah i think menudo was hot in lubbock for a long time <laughs> Menudo, man. I haven't heard of those fuckers in a long time. Deservedly so. Are they still alive? Menudo? You're looking at two of them right now. Ex-members. <laughs> you anyway. Three ex-members. Menudo from hell. 
is what it is. You guys are. Hey, so see, listen, that chicle amor. That means love gum. Chicle de amor. What's the gum of love? The yeah. gum of love. This is pretty much a classic. And so, what did you decide to become like the Hancock brothers? That was like probably sometime in the mid 90s, maybe. I mean, we did were y'all have another... like a show together? Is that what we, happened? We've been showing together for years, but we, not as the, uh, us, the amazing Hancock brothers. And we started with the uh, Big Snuff group in the mid 80s, which was kind of punkish performance uh, art and we just went around to the big cities like you know Wichita Falls and Waco and um, uh, Oklahoma City and um, we was showing our stuff being punk rockers crazy punk rockers listen to the misfits wow. Great <laughs> a lot. doing Chuck, LSD dirty Chuck, punk rockers Chuck you told me one time it's one of my favorite stories man we you and i were talking and this is a long time ago and you asked me what this is for charles you asked me charles what happened with my first marriage and uh, you probably don't remember this but i remember all this shit and, and i was like i was like well charles you know it was bad you know you were like well tell me what happened what really happened and i told you that the uh, the first time that I realized it wasn't going to work out between us, me and my first wife, is I, she was working late or something, and she showed up, we, we were having breakfast together, and I had a Misfit shirt on, and she had never seen me wear it before, you know, I had it stashed away or something, and she looked at me, and she was like, and this is a Misfit shirt I've got, and she goes, what is that on your shirt? And I was like, I'm going to divorce this bitch. <laughs> what the? And you go, you and you go, and, 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 and Charles, you go, you looked at me and you cocked your head. You go, she didn't like the fits, man. <laughs> and I was like, nope, she didn't like the fits. How do you two feel about the current state of affairs culturally in this country? And why have you two not been canceled yet? Why haven't we been lined up against a wall and shot down like dogs? I'm not sure. I'm waiting for it. Like that I'm ready to throw down. We're talking revolution. John, do you have any? The revolution will not be televised, as you know. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking that uh, I've been holding out on playing the race card. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You got that one in your back pocket, John? Uh, Yeah. It's left a mark on the back of my pants. It's been in there so long. All right, John. What are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just just being provocative, and uh, it's not working. So... uh, (laughs) I don't know. Okay. I'm just going to make my stuff and be quiet. Well, you have to be careful in school, you know. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I just keep it separate. I, I go and teach and try to teach kids how to be artists. And uh, I don't pretend, uh, I don't know, be anything else but an artist. 
that teaches. So that that's not a good answer. That's but, a right. terrible answer. But I'll let you off the hook on that one. In the big scheme of of the of print world, them the Hancock brothers kind of play up on some of that redneck stuff. They do. They do. You guys, you do. guys got a little bit of redneck. I've heard in you. some of that redneck on their uh, live. What do you call that? Live talking. It's not called live talking. What's it called? Slam poetry. What do you call? Oh, it? the spoken word performance. Spoken word performance. That was it. I thought they're more uh, uh, harsh diatribes. Harsh diatribes with a social uh, consciousness behind them, I think. Well, what? Do, no, okay, I have uh, to ask the question. What? Who? What's the gorilla? You mean Ubu Kong, yeah. or are you talking about the five hundred pound gorilla in the room? Long no. live <laughs> the gorilla. What the oh. fuck does that mean? What does that mean, John? Oh. Long live the gorilla. It's like a battle cry. It's a oh, good one. Well, thank you for asking. It's uh, it's uh, a vague reference to Ubu Kong, uh, a, a character that we invented based off of Alfred Jari's uh, uh, Ubu Roy, but we dressed him up as a big gorilla, much like Delphinium or Ajax from the uh, Slam Bang Theater, a memory of our childhood. And long living the gorilla uh, comes from uh, Rudy Ray Moore. I heard him on one of his party <laughs> records saying, "Long live the gorilla." So, Rudy Ray long. was no, John. You have to yell it. Long Please yell it one time. Wave. Do it. Yell it. Long live the gorilla. Long live the gorilla. <laughs> it just shorted out Charles's. It's song. a oh battle God. cry, man. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, I love it. Get, well, there was another. There was another battle cry that I'm, I'm, I'm dying to repeat that I heard one time, and I absolutely thought when I looked at Bill, you said it out loud. You screamed it out loud in New Orleans, and I looked at Bill Thick, and I thought Bill was going to like choke up his heart. He was going to laugh so hard. <laughs> it was like it was like it was during the fashion show. Was it, it was, the, you guys was were, it the you guys were the... you were announcing a fashion show and we may have to edit this out that this might be a place for a beep but it was like John just would scream out bust that ass wide open <laughs> <laughs> and he kept repeating it over and over and over I remember that everybody was getting more uncomfortable and more uncomfortable, except for all the outlaw printmaker guys. We were just laughing, but it was just like, bust that ass. So is that, is that inappropriate? <laughs> well, it was a little inappropriate, which is what I loved. Well, about wait it. a minute. It's, it's gender neutral. It's for it everybody. It, it is. And is you, that could have been, you could have been speaking to me. Exactly. We cannot get rid of anybody. We're going to stick together just like it used to be. When you side with a man, you stay with him. And if you can't do that, you're like some animal. You're finished. What is you all's morbid fascination with Peckinpah? With who? Sam, Sam Peckinpah. Oh, one of the greatest of the directors great. ever. Greatest what do you filmmakers. like about him? What do you like him? What's your favorite Peckinpah film? I know what mine is. What's yours? 
Uh, it'd have to be the Wild Bunch with the Gorch Brothers. I, oh, I, yeah. I have That's mine. I, uh, I... It doesn't get better than that, man. No. I love the Wild Bunch. I, I like uh, Alfredo Garcia because it's so sleazy, and I feel yeah. like I'm just sweating when I look at it. Man, well, who I did, who did Pancho Villa? Did he do Pancho Villa, too? No, he didn't. No, no. I think so. Pancho Villa. He should have. What is your favorite one, Hug? It is. It's the Wild Bunch. And what is your favorite scene in the movie? My favorite scene in the Wild Bunch. Okay, there are so many, but I think it's the moment where Ernest Borgnine smiles and knows they're all going to die, and they're doing That's it for the, the right. End. They're doing it for the right reason. They're going to go in there and whoop ass for a buddy who's been mistreated. And if they're going to go out, that's the way to go out. And Borgnine knows it. Is that they when they're know. in the in the whorehouse and they're showering and drinking with all them whores and then they come out? Is that what No, it's right when they decide to go back in and get their buddy. Speaking of which, after I really do stroke, love yes. yes, it's after he's dead. I do love the scene where they're all, uh, they have those giant vats of wine. Yeah. And uh, he starts shooting off the nozzles off those wines, and they start bathing in wine. It's yeah. just so decadent. Well, the thing about that, <laughs> that movie is it's so violent and beautiful at the same time. You well, yeah, tell, like, the, blood, the blood. The Tarantino loves Peck and Paw. Yeah. And the, I and think the you guys. motion. Yeah. Well, I think of you guys when I watch that movie all the time for some reason, because I think it's probably the first time I ever really heard you you talk about something other than your own art that was an influence on you. It was Peckinpah. I think God a long, damn it. We had a long conversation about this and, over whiskey. And speaking of, what, what are your influences? What made the Hancock brothers... I'm I'm assuming I'm going to make all the assumptions really quick, but I want some surprises. I know comic books and rock and roll, music, comic pop books, music, culture, pop music, con yeah, punk rock, uh, Chuck Berry, uh, the classic expressionists, fifty sci-fi monster movies, black and white TV, uh, the beat. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson and who, John? Akira Kurosawa? You know, I got to collaborate with the Hancocks on this uh, giant spider. We did this spider. Me and John did this spider, giant spider. It was for the San Antonio show. And um, he said, well, you know, Charles is going to add his stuff to it, too. And I'm like, man, I don't know what else you could add to it. So when I got to San Antonio, I'm like, holy fuck! <laughs> what did he add? What did he add? Okay. He screen printed on it. I don't know yeah. what you did. You think you spit on it? There was a lot of stuff. Blood that and thing soil. was so big. I, I had to put it in my front yard and start stenciling on it and then roll it up each night because it was going to rain and shit. So that was a collaborative piece with uh, Carlos and the Hancock brothers. I'm going to jump around here. I'm going to ask a question. Um, All right. Of, has anyone ever come up to you and given you guys shit about your content? We've had some problems in Waco and yeah. and uh, Central Texas and um, what kind of pro what kind of problems? What uh, kind of problems in, in Waco the provincial and towns. You you okay? Like what? What happened? 
<laughs> like, you know, I like oh, when you, whenever you say we've had problems in regions, I want to hear about it. Okay, so what was the problem in, in Central Texas, Charles? What was problems? We had a uh, show in uh, 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 near where John works and stuff. I was south of Waco, we'll say, and um, Temple, Texas. And uh, I had some pieces up there that some people, it's one of those mixed use art centers where, you know, you have an art show and then the uh, the uh, uh, the other not times they have weddings or some <laughs> some gory bullshit in there, so they covered up some pieces yeah. Yeah. in the show, and that really pissed me off. They covered them up. What yeah, was they, it? What or were they the took pieces? them down or something? It really pissed me off. There was something. There was something with a baby on a stick that they were really <laughs> offended by. But man, I, I gotta tell you, you know. That's what we need more community, more in community art centers. Babies on sticks. They need Thank to you. see that shit. Thank yeah. you. They need to Thank see you. that shit. I think people just need to see the well, Hancock brothers' artwork. They need to be. See, nobody told us. Carlos, nobody they, uh, told us anything, and we just went out there not knowing shit. No, I think I think you followed your your influences of when you were a kid. You followed your Ed Big Daddy Roth, all that kind of stuff. Like, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm this is what I'm, you know, this is who I am, and I'm going to spread the word using this medium. You know, because like on uh, bulk pickup day, they get rid of a lot of mattresses. So I got a box cutter and started stripping them and stuff and printing on them and uh, thinking that I'd make thousands of dollars and I didn't. That's a true story. <laughs> well, uh, you, I love it. So you cut, you would go find mattresses that are just being left out on the during bulk pickup, bulk pickup day, and then you get your truck. And I got old Tex Edwards to help me. Oh, and you yeah, just drive around and, partner. and people would look at you like. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> and we would do it and throw it in the back of the truck and go to the next pile. When did it occur to you to print on it? I don't know. I just was like, it was a bulk pickup day. And and I said, I'm printing on this shit, man. <laughs> well, because, hey, I love know, it. You try to send that through a damn press with a block. I, I remember mean, like, uh, I remember one of the first times I met you, Charles, or I met you again or whatever. I hadn't seen you, but you gave me this this piece of art, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, that's really nice. Thank you. Thank you. you what know, was I, it? I don't remember. It was like a, some sort of artwork. I, I actually have it back here, and um, it had Frankenstein on it. Okay, so I'm looking at it. I'm like, that's really, really nice. And, you know, I guess I'd had a few drinks. I went home. I'm like, I'm not really thinking about it. The next day I look at it, I'm like, what the fuck? What was wrong? It's on a fucking door. Like, somebody threw it away. <laughs> I'm like, looking at it. Yeah, the it's a surface. On it. Tom, uh, 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 it's a surface. And, uh, and it's yeah. been thrown away. So you're... You're going to hit it with reckless abandon. You're not even going to think about it. You're going to take it on. and That is what I wish a lot of printmakers would do. Reckless abandonment. You, you know, know, I might. Uh, I, I, I say it all the time. Professors hate when I say this. I can teach you how to carve a block. I can teach you how to 
how to screen print, but God damn it, man. What do you have to say? You cannot teach people to have soul. That's a very good point. Yeah, when we was running them mattress covers in in this giant press that we had thrown in, it was like Maker's Fair. Uh, we were blowing we, up blocks left and right. I mean, we were blowing them up. I mean, they you could hear them popping, cause it, and we were having to shift the the pressure because they were like half inch, quarter inch, and you know, it's just. And we were just popping them all over the place. And John said, keep running them. Keep running them. <laughs> keep running and them. It. And we ran them. Damn the, the torpedoes. So uh, <laughs> let me, I, I want to be able to introduce you since I don't Would have you my like bongos. To, since I don't have my bongos there. All right. That's okay. Why don't you have your bongos, Carlos? Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Why the right. fuck not? Are we ready? Ladies, We're ready. Sure. Why not? Down. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard about it. You've read about it. Let me introduce to you the amazing Hancock Brothers. Hello. Thank you. Welcome. I'd like to tell you about rule number seven. It's very important that you remember rule number seven. And it goes like this. If you have pimples on your buttocks, don't engage in sexual congress in your anus. Whores, dope fiends, and wrestling clubs, what has become of our society? Our national drug is alcohol, for Christ's sake. Certainly, these are the end times, COVID times, making men into monsters, dogs, and cats living in high-rise downtown condominiums and running out the moon becomes a slice of watermelon floating in the night sky in these dying days of summer. Passions fluttering, flickering like the lingering scent on the two middle fingers of my hand. Provided hope for the mongrel hordes that invade our borders. Vaginas and anus bringing rare foot diseases, social media distress and envy, not to mention the Modelo virus. R U 485 and BR 549. Call collect. John, that was nice. It was, that was good. I like that. This is from the uh, of Waxahachie poet, Sequoia Wilson. And it goes something like this. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Insect species of John Coltrane and Albert Ayler evolved over time, honking and bleeding notes that shout out onto the hard ground, imitating the death screams of mastodons in the tar pits, lured to extinction by death, metal rednecks from Mahaya, Texas, wielding nail guns and ice pick. The end. God bless you. Oh, that was very articulate. We've, we've talked about food. Yes. Every, every podcast so far, I think. Okay, yeah. what's your favorite uh, food, Charles? Uh... Over by my house is uh, Borrego de Oro. 
and I don't. I, and they have a um, uh, a birria, which is kind of like a venison dish that they can. Uh, I've had it. I've had birria, uh, and that's nice. And that's you got a little side of rice and beans and some tortillas and some Ugh. beer. And if that was that would be the last meal before they lined me up against the wall and shot me if Trump is uh, reelected again. John, what's your favorite food? Oh, I'd have to say something simple, just like a plate of enchiladas with some rice and beans and a big old cold beer. That sounds pretty wow. good. And then good start talking to people with a mouth full of enchiladas and beer and just like <laughs> getting it all over your face. You'll meet her at night in a dark place. She's beautiful and she's waiting for you, waiting to love you to death. Ah! Who, which one of you two crazy fuckers is, is the one that has, or maybe it's both of you together, but which one of you or both or why has this fascination with Vampirella? What's the deal John with Vampirella? John has a tendency toward Vampirella, but we both saw it growing up. Yeah. In the magazines as kids, oh, and God, so yeah, I love that affected. stuff. Oh, I love that. The creepy We're was it some reference? Creepy? It, it might have been creepy, or well, hell, they even advertised posters. It was Fang Magazine, you said. Because my grandpa used to buy us, make, I'm, he bought me those. We would go to IGA. That was the, and they'd have a section yeah. up there with all the, the, the comics and the magazines. And I would always make him buy me either creepy. I never saw Fang. I saw yeah, creepy Fang, and monsters. And then yes. also uh, Fangora. A Fangora, yeah, I got that yeah. one too. And I think I may have seen Vampirella the first time, maybe in Fangora. But where did you see? What did you think when you first saw that, Chuck? What did you think when you saw that stuff? I was blown away. Oh, I just, I know she's so hot. This is nasty. This is dirty shit. It was this dirty, dark. <laughs> it was even she better was if she hot, wasn't. Man. She wasn't white. She's not really white. You know what is she, hot, man? She's not she white. Was all man. legs, Creole. man. Is oh she Creole? Maybe she's Creole. I don't know. Whatever it was, Creole? it was dark and sexy, <laughs> and I wanted mm -hmm. in that. That wasn't like and Mary and Poppins evil. or nothing. It was not Mary Poppins, man. I still the love 70s, Vampirella. The seventies were great with all that kind of shit, man. It so what like happened? It's well, it seemed like you they could get away with more in the seventies graphically than ever they could ever i mean i love watching i i go on youtube and watch b uh b movie trailers of all the grindhouse stuff Jeez. it's amazing it's, it's so great. good it's, it's so great. good i mean she did you guys use vampirella a lot in stuff lately That's that i've seen green holding up good man i've got one behind mm -hmm. me here on my on my desk that i got from john and it's fantastic. And chicks like it too, man. Really? There's a lot. There's this. Uh, she had a uh, big influence on the look. That's for sure. I wonder if it's Very. a Latina thing too. Yeah, and you know, it's different from uh, what's the '50s vampire girl? The oh, one that vampire. dated. Yeah, vampire, yeah. That, uh, she dated James Dean. She did. Yeah, she did. That that's 
badass, man. That, yeah. What oh, kind yeah. of a baby? What kind of a baby would that be, man? I don't know. That'd be a good-looking baby, baby, man. A baby that has an amazing pompadour and smokes cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 I just, I whenever I see her in y'all's work, it really takes me back because I can see the influence of the monster magazines from the seventies in your work. That's what really drew me into it. When I first saw it was that, and I immediately, even when Vampirella wasn't in it, I saw the, the, the aesthetic that's there of like monster magazines. It's all in punk rock monster magazines and just a healthy disregard for rules in terms of what a print can be, you know? Exactly. That's what drew me into it first. What about you, Carlos? Is that what got you on it? Into their and, stuff I mean, growing up in, in a small town and just going to the corner store, that's what, that was the escape. Looking at Fangora and Rolling Stone yeah. and Cream Magazine and just looking at that stuff and just like, man, there's a God. world out there. And I'm not a part of it. I want to be a part of this. You know, rock and roll, Led yeah. Zeppelin, T-Rex. Blondie, Ramones, all this sort of stuff growing up, like it's far away. Yeah. You know, but uh, I used to love, I mean, there was, a, I, I remember one time I brought, uh, I brought home a, um, a mat, one of the horror magazines, and it had the classic shot of Carrie with the blood oh, coming man. down. And I remember bringing that back, and my mom looking at me like, "What are you doing with this? <laughs> this is little El Cucuy, man. Yeah. It's time to grow. And I'm, like, I'm oh, growing, hey, mom." Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so yeah, and I, I mean, we, we love that stuff. We love going. We we used to go to the, in Lubbock, Texas. We went to the thing called the Backstage Theater for a dollar. And you can watch all the Bruce Lee movies all oh, man. day. Man, you're so all lucky. All that kind of stuff was you're amazing. You're so lucky. There was nothing like that in Hillbilly Land, Potosi, where I grew up. You could go to the drive-in like and see Smokey uh, and the Bandit 20 times for five months. <laughs> all right. I got one more question. One yes. more. Yes. Okay. Make it a good one. Okay, it is a good one. All right. If there was mu a music soundtrack to your work, both of you together, what would it be? Perfect response. If there was like a, some it doesn't matter. What would be like, okay, we, we asked this question of Bill Fick. And I think we ultimately came up with the perfect soundtrack to his work is like the squirrel nut zippers. It makes total fucking sense when you think about it. So what's the soundtrack to your work? Personally, there are moments where I get the Gigi Allen vibe. And then there are other moments where I get like Wagner. Wagner? Okay. Yeah, dark, crazy. What's the, what do you think? What do you think, guys? Wow. I would what? say across between Wagner is, is pretty good. Uh, Wagner, the Stooges, Search and Destroy. Yeah, the Stooges. Wagner and Search and Destroy. And let's not forget Esquivel and Jerry Reed. Well, what you got to have Jerry Black Reed. Sabbath? There's a little bit of Sabbath yeah. in there. <laughs> there is. There is. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> and who doesn't love Montavani and the Carpenters? 
Oh, exactly. Exactly. I get uh, I get hints and tastes of uh, spaghetti western themes. There is yes. yeah, some Marconi. Yes. There's yeah. a little bit of Marconi in there. So, so I'm going to have to pick uh, a lot of I'm gonna spaghetti have to pick western of, stuff. Yeah. I'm going to have to pick one of these to end our show with as a little Easter egg at the end of this broadcast. Oh, yes, yes. I'll yes. put something on there that sums you two crazy bastards up, I promise. Um, so, Carlos, do you have anything further to add to this? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we, we have we had a bunch that we already asked, right? And yes, then we did. This is just sort of a little extra bump. This is a little bump. Uh, this little, is the bump. Little bump. A little bump. A little bump. No, I think we're good. That's awesome. I tell you what, I miss you guys. I, I love when you. We go, when we go to party. <laughs> As soon as fucking possible, man. I'm ready. To, I, I got down last week, man. It caught up with me. I just want to go to a fucking bar. I just want to go to a fucking bar, man. I went I to one. Tom. You did? Yeah. Where? You know, you down the street and around the corner. Mm-hmm. Just for a, a couple of, couple of, you know, cold ones. Oh, man. I miss the social part of this shit. And you guys, I miss seeing you at least perform once a year. It's like really, really bums me out. Well, we'll see each other at uh, New York Print Week this year. <laughs> we will. No, we, we won't. What? What, what, what what are you talking about? Wait, what? <laughs> There's no Print Week, John. It's been canceled. Oh, well, how about SGC? In, uh, Where's in it going to be? In Maybe Dubai? Then. SGC Dubai? <laughs> That's no. probably where they're going to have it next. They ain't going to have it. They're not having enough. They're not having it. That's what I heard. Well, maybe well, they're, they're not, not having it or something. in uh, Providence break. No, no. Well, um, that's what I heard. Always, uh, I might take a chance with it. Came from the Bayou in April. Wait, really? You gotta. You have to, Carlos. You're the last you thing hope. You're the last fucking hope. Uh, hey, it's every other table. You can do that. Well, yeah. Print Austin is also going virtual. They're not doing anything what? in person. That what? sucks. Yeah. What? Yeah. God. Bitch be tripping, yo. I know. So, I, you know, it came from the bayou. Might, April might be, it's a little bit, it's the furthest one out. Help us, Carlos Hernandez. You're well, our I'm only hoping, hope. I'm hoping. The last hope. The last hope. Oh, I'm hoping this shit will. I don't. I the great not, brown I'm hope. I'm the great brown be, hope, Carlos I, Hernandez. I'm not going to be Doctor Hernandez. Well, but I hope. Let's do I it. I do hope. And I hope see. I see you guys before then. Okay, I promise. We got to work something out. I like love when? you all. Next month. Next month, maybe. All right. Maybe we I'm can busy. do some. <laughs> I'm busy. Why do you build me up, Buttercup? Then you let me down. Love you guys. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Peace out. The Outlaw Printmakers Podcast is brought to you by Talkash Press. For all of your printing needs and desires, be sure to visit TalkashPress.com. They've got you covered for big and beautiful presses for your home or school studio, as well as the best selection and prices on printmaking and drawing paper anywhere online.
Go, go, go.